and welcome to episode number 115 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson. We run down all the big news, all the big bets, all the big happenings in this crazy sports betting industry. We are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google. So please go in, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know how much you love us, Brett. We just we need that affection. We need that re- reaffirmation from all of our listeners out there. Yeah, I haven't checked to see if we've gotten many reviews lately. Have we? Listen, on, they're all great. They're all great. That's all that matters. They're all great. There's all that matters. The Lions US on Twitter, PlayPix US on Twitter as well. You can follow me and Brett at Matt Brown M2 at Brett Colson. We'll start off with some quick hits here, but this is mainly going to be kind of a special edition AFC East podcast. We want to get through all of these divisions for you guys that want to put together some of your futures bets out there. Try to identify where we think there might be some weaknesses and maybe if there's anything that we are going to get into our accounts already have in our accounts but let's just uh real quick brett we cannot get past uh dj just destroying the northern trust he uh shot 30 under for the tournament i had a second place ticket on a 65 to 1 harris english and never did a second place ticket ever feel so incredibly far away from being a winner i never even sweated that 65 to 1 even though my guy ends up in second place in the tournament so, and I asked you about this and you didn't respond. I asked you why you don't have a top five to go along with your outright. You don't bet the top tens with, with the outrights. Come on, man. I, I know. I know. Honestly, it's because I told you I was taking the week off on golf and yeah. then I'm sitting there on Wednesday. I did just like 30 quick minutes of kind of what I thought might could happen here. I only put in four bets. One of them happened to be a 65 to one on Harris English. And Hey, look, it, it, he sniffed it and that's, that's pretty good, but I did not have a DJ ticket, but I think this just goes to show, and you've said it here on the podcast that when you look at these guys like a DJ and, and we used to say this about Rory, but he is just really, really, really out of form. But when you look at these guys like DJ, who now has won twice on tour this year, when he walks out on a course and you can tell on Thursday, basically if the guy has kind of got that swagger, He can just go low over and over and over again. A couple of the golfers were even talking about it. They were saying when DJ is playing like that, you can just tell that he is about to have one of those weeks. And they basically say, like, we just get out of the way and and see how see how low he's going to go. And we just hope to kind of ladder up the leaderboard. It's basically all they're like, we know we're not going to win. So we just try to, like, get in the top five and make as much money as possible. Yeah. And he's got the shortest memory on tour, too. He just he doesn't. He doesn't get phased by what happened earlier in the year when he shot the 80-80 back-to-back and then the 78 and withdrew from that. Like, he just shows up. If he's playing well, he's going to win. Like, that's, yeah. just, that's just how it is. So let's just bet him outright. Every, that, that's the one guy you can just bet outright every week. And now you don't even worry about a top five. Just, just bet him outright because he can just run away with it like he did this past week. The guy is unbelievable. Yeah. It was unreal. If you guys did not watch that tournament, it was it was really kind of hard to find. Actually, it didn't get a ton of TV coverage and all that. But go back and just look at the uh, at the box scores in that. It is pretty pretty amazing and absolutely crazy. I mean, the guy that I'm talking about, Harris English, goes 19 under for the tournament and loses by 11 strokes. <laughs> like, I mean, that is like insanity. But. Uh, Dustin Johnson runs away there with the Northern Trust. The Philadelphia 76ers, Brett, a team that people were pretty high on, not only coming into this season, but even kind of as we were getting back into play here. Now, the loss of Ben Simmons was certainly uh, something that was going to be too hard for them to overcome to make a deep run anyway in the playoffs, but they actually get swept. 
And the talk of uh, Brett Brown's future there is was the very first thing that started to get asked. And he didn't necessarily get the rousing support of his players either, where they were just kind of like, hey, I'm not the GM, so I don't really make those decisions. Yeah, he's gone. I, I can read the tea leaves <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, you can see what's going to happen there. Man, they got to blow that thing up. This oh, is yeah. it's just I mean, it's not working, man. And I the, feel the money for those fans, spent, man. Oh, yeah. I, I feel for those fans all those years of losing where it was supposed to be this big, huge thing that like, okay, you're going to get rewarded for all of these years of finishing dead last. You're going to get the reward. You're going to get the payoff. And that has just not happened. And I know there's a lot of people who are the process truthers out there, but, you know, eventually you just got to get results, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's it's, 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 it's crazy. All the talent on that team, they signed Al Horford to this massive deal that they're kind of locked into now like how do you how do you go where do you go from here with this team i don't yeah i mean something's gonna have to happen they've got to definitely have a coaching change for sure and then if not even a major shakeup in, in personnel as well because it's just uh it's not getting there like you said it's just not working but they are swept hold those sixers futures tickets sorry about that guys and then over in the nhl brett the golden knights now the Stanley Cup favorites over at DraftKings, plus 235, Bruins 360, Avs 615, Flyers 675, Stars and Lightning both at 900, Islanders 10 to 1, and then the Canucks at 35 to 1. This Golden Knights team, uh, it was a team that a lot of people were very, very high on as we came into the restart here, and they have really just kind of plowed through so far. Yeah, they're awesome. There are no leaks on this team. It's it's just um, again, it's just unbelievable what this this franchise has done from literally nothing to within a year they're a contender and and reach the Stanley Cup Finals and now they're the favorites. I mean, there's no question they're the best team in the NHL right now. So they're going to be tough to beat. Um, hopefully the Islanders get them because I do have a really nice Islanders future that I got <laughs> way way a long time ago that is still somehow drawing live so um, yeah I'm really happy with the way the Islanders are playing and uh, that'll be a fun series which starts tonight Monday so looking forward to that looking here uh, guys the I do have a Flyers ticket as well sitting at plus 675 Ooh, there and uh, got me a got me a nice little Flyers plus 675. And uh, I, I mean, uh, I've got a 25 to one. So seeing them mm-hmm. sit at 675 right now, it makes me feel pretty good as well. Uh, having that ticket in the account, but a uh, full podcast here on Wednesday. So just uh, be sure and check back in. We'll run down all of the things that are going on over Major League Baseball as well. We'll take a look at a little bit at the golf that's coming up an interesting tournament there at the BMW. And and of course, we'll update everything that's going on in the NBA as well but let's get right into the afc east here brett and take a look at these teams if you wanted to bet these teams overall uh to win the afc just in general you're gonna get the best price for the patriots over at fox bet 12 to 1 over there bill's best price is going to be found at FanDuel, where you're getting 13 to 1 for them to win the afc jets come in at 50 to 1 over at fox bet and the dolphins at 45 to one over at FanDuel. So no one's betting the Jets or Dolphins, that's for sure. So let's go back to the Patriots and Bills here. Best price you're going to get is 12 to one at Fox Bet on the Patriots, 13 to one at FanDuel on the Bills. So you're kind of avoiding DraftKings if you're looking at a conference future for any of these teams that we're going to talk about here from the East today. How do you feel about either one of those numbers? Or is it just a bet that you're not willing to make? Because basically at the end of the day, when you take a look and uh, you realize who is 
sitting reigning supreme in that uh, conference, I don't know how you're going to get past the Chiefs or the Ravens if we're being honest. Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, look, this this AFC East is they're the worst. This is the worst division in the NFL. Like, I don't think there's a top 10 team in, in, in this group. I think you could probably say the same about the NFC North. That division seems to be deteriorating at the top. And, and I can't wait to cover that division in the coming weeks either. But that's a more well-rounded foursome than what we have here. Like, the Jets, are Dolphins. Jets and Dolphins are still trash. The Patriots dynasty came crashing down last year and got exposed the second half of the season. And the Bills, I like the Bills this year. Don't get me wrong, but I think... They like I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the championship run. Like this is this team won a bunch of games last year against one of the softest schedules in the league. And looking around at the rest of this conference, like you said, I don't see them anywhere near the same level as the KC's or the Baltimore's. I would even place them lower than Cleveland or Indy or Tennessee. Um, but they do benefit from sitting in the worst division in the NFL. And that's why they are where they are. Plus twelve hundred, plus thirteen hundred to win the the the, the, the the AFC uh, AFC. I just, I don't see it happening. I don't think they have the talent to get there. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's just going to be too hard to bet any of these teams when you have the chiefs and the Ravens in there. And you know, when we get to them, if you guys have been listening to any of our pods, I mean, you know how Brett and I feel about the Colts as well and what they could get done. So I, I see a clear hierarchy in the AFC that is not going to be able to have me draw a bet on any of these teams to win the conference. Now, if we look at the division and you want to bet one of these teams to win the division here, you are getting the Pats. The best price you're going to get on them is over at Fox bet at plus 140. You can get the bills at plus 125 over at FanDuel. The Jets are plus 850 at both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you want to bet the Jets and if you want to bet the Dolphins, they're at 850 over at FanDuel. Again, Assuming you're not going to want to bet the Jets and Dolphins here because that would be just an, an incredible, incredible upset for one of those teams to come out of the East here. So now you're looking at the Pats and the Bills. Getting the Pats at 140 over at Fox Bet, 125 on the Bills over at FanDuel, Brad. I mean, I think this is... Uh, I think it is fairly – I guess you're really going to look at what kind of quarterback play that you get out of the out of the Patriots, right? I mean, is it going to be Cam Newton? Are they going to go with Stidham? It seems like Newton is separating himself here at camp, but this is a very interesting preseason for us, especially as sports bettors and then even futures bettors, because without any preseason games, without video for us to watch and who's getting the majority of reps and things like that, we're really just having to rely completely – on beat reporters and and people that are at practice and what they're just assuming is happening out on the field. Um, So it's just different for us this year. I mean, it's between the Pats and the Bills. Do you feel like you bet either one of these or is there not value on either one? Now I don't see any value. I got the Bills way. I mean, this was like right after the Super Bowl when the numbers first came out. I was on the, you know, Bills should be favored to win the AFC East early on. And so I got them at plus 160, which I'm feeling good about now. I was feeling less good about it when they signed Cam because I had the price dropped on the bills, but now it's back. It's, it's kind of normalized back to, you know, 125, 130, somewhere in there. So um, I, I don't love the price on the bills now. I was feeling better about it a while ago, but yeah, the, you know, the question is what, what Cam Newton do we get and how does he fit in the system? Like Cam was, Cam was fantastic in 2018, but that was three surgeries ago. Uh, we don't know what he's going to look like in 2020, not to mention this is a brand new system that has thrived for nearly two decades on timing routes and pre-snap reads with arguably the best pre-snap quarterback of all time. This offense is going to look completely different and 
you know, still lacks talented pieces around Cam that could help him evolve into that Patriots quarterback. So, yeah, a lot of question marks, not to mention all the pieces they lost on the defensive side. I don't, I think, honestly, right now, looking at these numbers, the best value might be on Miami, just <laughs> purely <laughs> price. But, right. uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think the window is gone for the Bills. I think you'd have to bet them as an underdog to get any value on them right now. So I'm glad you bring up the Dolphins because let's go ahead and just start with them here as we get into this because there's not a ton I don't think that people are going to be interested in with this team. You are looking at a Dolphins team. Brian Flores is the head coach here. They bring in Chan Gailey to be to run the offense, so he is going to be the offensive coordinator there. They go five and eleven last year. They go seven and nine. I think people maybe maybe forget that in 2018, and then six and ten in 2017. But of course, the big news is them bringing in Tua Tagovailoa with their number one overall pick in the first round this year. And they actually went in three first-round picks for this Dolphins team, took an offensive tackle, took a cornerback in the first round. So they addressed a lot of needs there, come back in with another guard that gets taken in the second round, a defensive tackle. Uh, Raquan Davis from Alabama gets taken in the second round for them as well. So they had five picks in the first two rounds where they addressed a, a bunch of needs for this team, even take a safety there in the third, Brett. So they're building, you know, but they are just building for the future here. You are looking at a team 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl at DraftKings, FanDuel, and Fox Bet. I think we can pretty much gloss over that, right? I mean, like there's I understand it's fun to be holding these long shot tickets like when it, everyone likes to brag about them on Twitter whenever they have a chance to come to fruition. But let's just be for real. The Dolphins are not winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, they're actually taking action on this on the Super Bowl uh, at DraftKings. People are actually betting on the Dolphins. Uh, but yeah, they're 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 a few years away. I really like what they are doing with this roster, though. Like they've been stockpiling draft picks over the last past couple of years. They went out and spent a bunch of money on players this year to build around Tua while he's still on his rookie contract, especially on defense. Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, like key guys who are going to be contributors to that defense over the next several years. Another um, guard there and Eric Flowers is in town yeah. as well. So they invested in that line even more than just in the draft as well. Signed Jordan Howard at running back. If you believe he has anything left no. <laughs> in the tank, Matt Breda also at running back. If you feel like he has anything left in the tank but it, they did they the, the what the Dolphins did is even though they know they're not going to be good this year they didn't just sit back and say hey we're going to be bad this year so we're going to go ahead and just uh and just tank again like they they brought in some players to try to win some games and they're doing it at the right time this Patriots dynasty is over like this is a this the Patriots have a ter- like the Dolphins have a better roster than the, than the Patriots so I mean now is the time you build and try to like knock the Patriots out of this top position they've been in for the past 20 years. I think that they, they've gone about this the right way. Uh, and I think they're going to be competitive this year. They were the laughing stock of the NFL the first half of last season. We were looking at spreads in the high teens every week. They were a joke. And then all of a sudden, they started competing and trying, which was hilarious because the whole tank for Tua thing ended up working for them anyway with the fifth right. pick. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a decent football team. Below average, but I think they'll be competitive. So the win total sitting here on this Miami Dolphins team, six and a half over at DraftKings, over plus 110, under minus 134. It is six and a half at Fox Bet as well. Uh, pretty much the same number there, over plus 110, under 133 as opposed to 134. Uh, but it's a six flat over at FanDuel. Now, if you want the over there, minus 135, the under coming in 
at plus 115. When we take a look at this schedule, Brett, I mean, it's a schedule in which they start out right at the top, right? I mean, they are taking on the Patriots and the Bills right there in week one and two. But then you come back with a game against Jacksonville should be a very winnable game. We don't know really what we're going to get out of Denver. Is Drew Locke going to be the answer there for Denver? We don't really know. That's in week six. Who knows who's going to be playing quarterback by week seven for the Chargers as we sit there with with that game. The Cardinals and Jets in nine and 10. You come back with the Jets again in 12 and the Bengals in 13. There are definitely six winnable games on this schedule. The only problem is, is the number where you're getting the best, uh, where you're getting the best odds here is six and a half. So you have to try to find seven wins. Yeah, I think I'm not going to have this in my account, but I could totally get behind this. I think, you know, the Dolphins are still a little undervalued. Uh, the question is, when do they go to Tua? I'd feel better if they had just, if they would just stick with Fitzpatrick. I think they win more games if Fitzpatrick is a quarterback, but I can see them going to Tua kind of early. So I, I don't, that's why I'm a little hesitant to jump on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I, I counted up the, I counted up the wins, uh, you know, before in, in prep for this podcast and I kept landing on six and I kept landing on six whenever I was kind of going with the flip-flop games back and forth and whatever, you know, like I'm assuming Jacksonville is going to be a win. I assume they win at least one of the two games with the Jets, if not both. The Bengals likely a win as well. Then there's going to be two wins throughout the course of the season that they're going to kind of pull out of their ass that people did not think that they were going to win. And that, again, just keeps dropping them right on that six number, you know? So it's just like every time I keep landing right on that six, and it's hard for me to find that seventh. Could they beat the Raiders? Of course they could beat the Raiders. Could they beat, you know, again, what if it's, uh, what if the Chargers have decided that the Tyrod Taylor experiment's not going to work and they have gone to Herbert and maybe he struggles. So like, I mean, could they beat a Chargers team? Absolutely. What if Drew Locke is not any good? You know, we think Drew Locke's good. What if he's not any good? What, you know, so the Broncos, I think that's a, also a winnable type game. So it's all those, those kind of flip-flop games where you think they win at least two of those, but that just keeps landing me on six. So I don't know. I think I, I do lean towards the under here, but I think the number is so right on that it's not going to be in my account. Yeah, I think they're probably going to start one and five. I would love to see a Herbert to a game. That's week seven. Right. I think that's possible. I do too. I would love to see that. But yeah, I think that I think the Dolphins probably they're just going to start slow and be like, all right, you know what? Let's see what we have with Tua. And by week seven is what I'm is what I'm projecting. And that I don't think that's going to help their win total. So I'm I would lean over, but I'm not going to have that in my account. The, according to Warren Sharp, they have the 12th toughest schedule. So actually kind of, you know, about league, whatever, you know, kind of right there in the middle uh, with everyone. Not, not that much easier, not that much harder than the typical schedule out there. So, um, they, you know, they they don't have a killer schedule or anything like that. So again, if, what if, what if Tua does progress way faster than we think? What if some of these pieces that they put around come to fruition here it could be an interesting team could certainly be a team that surprises some people in the second half there as well I mean coming out of there by going Jets and Bengals is uh, pretty great actually going Jets into the bye coming out of the bye Jets and then Bengals that is a nice little three-game stretch right there that they could potentially rattle off three three wins in a row Um, so I, I just love 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 the six numbers so I'm just going to be a passer on this uh, Miami team here. I guess the only other bet that I think people would be looking at here for 
this Miami Dolphins team, Brett, would just be when we look at the awards and going to the offensive rookie of the year. Now, you and I have, are well documented into thinking this is basically Joe Burrow's award to lose with what we feel like is going to be the situation there for the Bengals. But Burrow is going to cost you. I mean, you're only getting 225 on Burrow. You come back at Tua at eight to one. I guess the only problem here in betting Tua with this is we don't know if he's going to start. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's going to play enough games. It's going to be really tough. If Burrow, Burrow's, we figure Burrow's going to play all 16, right? If he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think, he's he's starting from day one. And yeah, barring health, I mean, they're not going to pull. They're not going to pull him. You know, I mean, they're, they're just not going to do that. But yeah, I'm saying he's going to start right away, obviously. Yeah. Tua, I think the, the max on him is probably 13 games. So he's already playing so far from behind. He's playing. He's got a better team. I think if he had the same number of like games started as Joe Burrow, I w- I would love this price on Tua. But oh yeah, for sure. He if uh, I, yeah, yeah. If 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 I knew for sure, which we're not getting all again, all we're getting out of beat uh, all we're getting out of the beat writers in camp is that he looks great. But like we're not getting anything that leans to the fact that he's going to start from day one. I, I I'm with you. If I knew for sure that Tua was going to be under center game one at eight to one. I, I think that that price is probably is probably worth betting on because then at that point I would almost say it's a two horse race between him and Burrow, but I'm getting eight to one on Tua as opposed to two twenty five on Burrow. You're just leaving your boy Clyde out to dry. Just no no chance for Clyde to win, huh? He could, he could, but you know it's a quarterback. I mean, they want to give is. it to a especially quarterback. this year. I mean, it's such yeah. a quarterback heavy draft. Yeah, yeah, they want to give it to a quarterback so bad. So, um, yeah, interesting there. If you guys want to do that, though, it is eight to one on Tua at both DraftKings and Fox Bet. So there's no no better place to go get the number there. You could choose either one of those, but uh, Tua coming in at eight to one. Now, if news starts to trickle out that he is likely to be starting day one, Brett, I will say that that that'll get in my account. I will go ahead and put a I'll, I'll go ahead and put one in my account on that. Like I said, at, at eight to one in what could probably be a two horse race, I'll take the eight to one on Tua. I'm with you. I would do that, too. And I would bet Miami Dolphins unders because <laughs> I think they'll be worse with Tua, but he's more likely, obviously, <laughs> to win awards if he gets more if he gets more time on the field. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's where I would go with that. So let's take a look here then at the New York Jets, um, another team that is expected to struggle again pretty mightily this year. If you want to bet the Jets for the Super Bowl, Brett, you can get them at, uh, progressively better, actually, at each book. 80 to 1 at DraftKings, 85 to 1 at FanDuel, and then go over to FoxBet is where you're going to want to hit this, guys. 90 to 1 over there for the Jets to win the Super Bowl. I think we don't really need to get into any deep analysis here because we're just going to say the same thing that we're saying with with Miami. They're they're trying to build there for this Jets team, but they are not they are not close. Yeah, I mean they just traded away their best player probably. This is yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a disaster. I don't I don't understand how they are basically the same price to win this division as Miami. I think Miami is way better than the Jets. I think the Jets are a bottom five team this year. Oh, okay. I like that. That's a, that's well, a nice what, what about this? What about this Jets team ex- excites you? Like, oh, no, no, there's n- there, no, there's nothing about this Jets team that excites me really at all. They have the, they have the third toughest schedule according to, uh, according to Warren Sharp in the entire NFL. So if that doesn't make you want to fade this team as it is anyway, yes, the third hardest schedule, only the Giants and the Falcons with a tougher schedule out there they go it's seven brutal. and nine last year 
Yeah, seven and nine last year, four and twelve in twenty eighteen, and five eleven in twenty seventeen. And you kind of take a look here. Now they did sign George Fant, so they got and, and and also Connor McGovern. So they were doing what they needed to do to try to help that line out because again, it was a a train wreck there for. And that's that's kind of one of the things I think that with a lot of these teams, Brad. At least we know, like Sam Darnold flashed at times but there was just not a lot of opportunity for him with such an incredibly terrible line didn't really get any help from from playmakers all that much either there's a lot of injuries and stuff so you know I'm not ready to write off I know a lot of people want to say Darnold didn't any good I'm actually not ready to write him off completely yet because I mean there's just been nothing around this kid I still like him he absolutely shredded the bills two years ago I saw I watched that game very closely and I saw like you said he flashed the kid's Mm -hmm. got talent just got to you got to build around him. They haven't done that yet. All the injuries last year, wide receiver. Um, they brought in some guys, uh, Denzel Mims. They brought in Brashad Perriman. They've got Jameson Crowder, who I love coming back. So, I mean, he's got he's got pieces to work with this year. Should be able to produce more than he did last year. But this this is still a, a bad football team. Yeah, use their first round pick on a lineman as well. So they brought in two linemen and then use their first round pick on a lineman. Yeah. They knew they knew what was going on there. They can't have this guy just getting sacked and pressured and running for his life all the time. Um, and then, as you mentioned, they went ahead and uh, they went ahead and and did did bring in a wide receiver with their second round pick as well. Because look, yes, they have. They had they had fine pieces, I guess you could say, at wide receiver. But Robbie Anderson's out of town, and Jameson Crowder isn't really an alpha, right? Like he's not like your alpha. They're hoping that Mims evolves into an alpha, and I believe that he probably can. I don't know how soon that's going to happen, and certainly probably not here in year one. So we kind of look here, and just like the Dolphins, they're sitting at six and a half for the win total bread at all three books. The over is plus 110 at all three books as well. You can get the under. The best price is actually over at FanDuel, minus 130 if you want the under on the Jets here. We mentioned third toughest schedule in all of the NFL. They start out Bills, 49ers, Colts. And so that could easily be an 0-3 record to get going here. And if Denver lives up to, to the hype, could be an yeah. 0 4 as they head as they head into a game with the Cardinals in week five. So I, it's it's real, real tough for me to find seven wins for this Jets team unless they just really, really outperform what we think that they're going to do here. And, you know, look, I mean, maybe Sam Darnold with a good line and having some time and having another playmaker and maybe Le'Veon Bell is is not completely washed. Maybe they could surprise some people, but not willing for not willing for me to put a, an overbet in on that six and a half wins. Man, they close Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots too. Where are the where are these where are these six wins coming from? I I, I don't I don't see it. Seven wins. I mean, look Miami. You have to count on them beating Miami both times. I think like the Raiders in here, the Chargers. I mean, I I don't I don't see it. I might actually have to, I might have to bet Jets under. I don't. I yeah. can't. I can't find wins in here. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be real tough, and like you said, just a killer closeout, right? I mean, like Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. It's a, a killer closeout there for them as well. Uh, I like the under if I was going to bet this. Certainly cannot find an over in any way, shape, or form. We could sit here and dig up, uh, Brad, if we wanted to dig up some MVP stuff and all that stuff. I mean, like, but let's be for real. I mean, Darnold's not going to win the MVP. Like, there's no reason for us, I think, to waste anybody's time here on 
on any of these uh, on any of these totals or any of these numbers or anything like that because I just can't imagine a lot of people are going there, to be betting. The there isn't there is an interesting one. Sam Donald, Sam Donald, the favorite to lead the league in interceptions. There you go. Oh, if you, if right. you want to bet that one, there there is a Sam Donald market that uh, might might tickle your fancy. Okay, all right. So then we we could we could then at least go there if we wanted to go there. Um, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's there's just, little to be positive about. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, and and listen, like I said, I I actually think that they did the right things. First time I've said that about the Jets team in a long time. But I mean, if you believe in Darnold you need to give him a chance, right? So you'd had to bring in some linemen that can keep him upright and you needed to get him a playmaker. And they went and did at least those things. Um, do I believe in, do I believe in Adam Gase? I think that's uh that's probably somewhere mm-hmm. where I would say, no, I do not believe in Adam. Gase. I'm with you. Yeah. I just don't believe in Adam Gase. It's kind of how that all goes. All right. So let's head up to, let's go ahead and go to the new England Patriots here. I want to close out on your team. So let's go ahead and start with, the New England Patriots, guys, this is a Super Bowl 21 to 1 at Foxbet and FanDuel. Those are going to be your best numbers for the New England, New England Patriots. It's all the way down to 18 to 1 at DraftKings, Brett. So again, we don't want to sound like a broken record here, but when you're betting these futures, please, please, please take advantage of having multiple accounts and take advantage of the numbers because if you're going to be betting them, you might as well. I mean, 18 to 1 and 21 to 1 is a is a big difference in money whenever you're talking about the grand scheme of things here. So definitely do that. Um, look, if we don't like these teams to get out of the conference, I sure as hell don't like them to win the Super Bowl. So uh, Patriots not going to be drawing any of my money, any of my attention for the Super Bowl, even at 21 to 1. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't get behind that either. There's just no way, right? I don't think this is a good team at all. Do you, do you believe in Steve Belichick uh, as the defensive coordinator? Do you believe in Josh? Do you believe in Josh Daniels? Uh, Josh McDaniels is the uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, do you, do you believe in the 21st season of Bill Belichick as the head coach of the New England Patriots? Cause I think that's what it all comes down to. Right. I mean, I don't think we, I don't know if I've really ever loved a Patriots roster in the last like six or seven seasons, but they continue to, to, to put together wins. And so, I mean, I guess it really does just keep coming back to what can this coaching staff and how much can they elevate these, these guys that they do have on the team? Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, Bel- Belichick adds points to every spread because of his ability to get his team ready preparation uh, and just technique. But I think we finally saw last year, like we were ready to admit last year. All right, this team is not built anymore to win a Super Bowl. They're just not a they're mm-hmm. not a good football team. Only like Belichick in this in this coaching staff can only can only do to, do uh, can only do so much. So I I think that I think this year it comes down to Cam and how he fits into this new system or how Josh McDaniels rebuilds the system around Cam and the pieces around Cam. Like we know what Edelman is, but it, that's always been a package deal with Brady. He's not he's not the athletic freak that so many wide receivers are in this league. Edelman, Edelman and Brady had a chemistry that few have had at those positions. I want to believe that Nikhil Harry will be great. Like he has the tools, and I think he's a good fit for what Cam is. Uh, but he looked lost last year when he finally did get on the field. So we don't know when Nikhil Harry is yet. Just so many question marks on offense and offense that ranked 31st in yards per pass attempt last year with Tom Brady under center. If Cam looks like he did in 2018, he's often running the football and you know, that dynamic quarterback that we know 
he's capable of being, then yeah, I think there's there's potential here. But I I don't think we'll ever see that cam again. I honestly don't. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, you know, if we take a look here, it looks like he is going to get. I mean, again, we're just going by what the beat writers are saying, but they are saying that he is kind of separating himself from everyone there in camp, and it looks like that he'll likely be starting quarterback now if you look at the Patriots if we can't really say great things about what they did this offseason like we can with the Jets and the Dolphins they didn't even have a first round pick this year at all uh, didn't really do any huge free agent signings I mean outside of, of Cam Newton it wasn't really a t- uh, it wasn't really one of those uh, off seasons where any names really popped off the page or anything so not a ton really to love. And as you mentioned, I mean, they lost Kyle Van Noy. I mean, they lost uh, Ben Watson who retired. I mean, all these guys that had kind of Jamie been around Collins. and yeah, Jamie Collins, all these people and then like the, that. Then, and then the COVID list. I mean, there's six or six, six, seven guys have opted out like actual key pieces on this defense. Yeah. 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 Have, have, are just going to be sitting out uh, this season in general. So we it, hard for us to kind of like brag about what the Patriots did in the offseason. That being said, look, yes, 12 and 4 last year, 11 and 5 the year before that, 13 and 3 the year before that. But aging team, different quarterback, different things that are going on here and it's reflected here in a win total where it's sitting at eight and a half over at DraftKings. Now, if you want the over on that, it's minus 143 plus 118 to the under, nine and a half, all the way up at nine and a half at FanDuel. So then now it flip-flops here, plus 135 on the over, minus 160 on the under, and it's just a flat nine at FoxBet. So literally, it's whatever number you want to bet, guys. You have a choice out there. you got the eight and a half, the nine, and the nine and a half. Flat nine at FoxBet, minus 120 on the over, even even on the under uh, for that. Brett, me personally, I've looked up and down the schedule here. You, if they win the games that you assume that they are going, that they're supposed to win, right? So let's just assume that they win all the games that they're supposed to win. It does not necessarily give me all of that, like all that much confidence in them getting there. I mean, as we sit right now, they're only favored in... I think they're only favored in seven games right now, like in their in preseason, you know, in preseason lines, whenever these lines have come out for the entire for the entire year. So um, with a win total of having to get to to nine, even at DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to win some games and that's that, that's just them winning the games they are supposed to win. They're going to win some games they are not supposed to win. And I don't even know if they win all the games that they're supposed to win, to be perfectly honest with you. So I have a pretty pretty heavy lean actually to the under. And if you're going to give me even money on the under at Fox bet of nine uh, and I'm pushing, I have some push equity. If they happen to land right on nine, um, go ahead and give me even money on the under here for this Patriots team. I'm with you. I love, I love all the unders here. I mean, I would even if you, even if you can get like an alternate under, I would take the under on like eight because I don't, this schedule is, is pretty brutal. I mean, look at these away games at Seattle at KC at LA Ram. I mean, they, they, they traveled to the West coast several times. They've got, and then they've got like the Niners and the, and the Ravens at home. And that's, they're going to be probably underdogs in those games. Right. Like yeah. I, I just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Just the, you know, the difference between the, the, the start of last year when they came out guns ablaze and they were awesome. The first half of last year to where they are now is pretty remarkable where they're actual like dogs at home. Um, 
I hope this comes to fruition. I, I'm I've waited 20 years for this. I hope I'm just if they end up going 12 and 4, 13 and 3 again, I I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to be so. They need to put up a statue of Belichick like the, the next oh, day. Yeah. Is what they need to do. They just need to go ahead and erect a statue of him at, at, at all four corners of the stadium too. Like there needs to be four of them because the like, thing, he would deserve it. The hilarious thing is they probably won't give him coach of the year because they never give that guy coach of the year. But if the, if he's going to win it, this has to be the year if they win that division. If they, yeah, if he wins it with this roster, they have to give it to him finally. This is, I mean, it would be resurrecting the career of, it's so weird to say that Cam Newton, that nobody wanted him, but frankly, Brett, I mean, nobody wanted him. You and I were covering this on this podcast, like for, for months as to like, why is Cam Newton still sitting out there when there were teams that had a need at quarterback and he just sat and sat and sat until finally the Patriots got him on a bargain basement deal where his base salary is only a million and a half. Now he can make another two or three in incentives or whatever. But like, I mean, you know, base salary of a, of a mil and a half. And I mean, we're talking about a guy here. So let's go ahead and move on to, to Cam Newton at DraftKings. His passing total is sitting at twenty nine fifty and a half. At Foxbet, it is 32.49 and a half. So mm. obviously, if you wanted the over, you would want to go to DraftKings. If you wanted the under, you'd want to go over to Foxbet. Now, he has never thrown for fewer than 3,127 yards in a season where he has played at least 14 games. And I think people kind of look at Cam and think about this guy being this, uh, you know, injured player, but he has actually played in 14 games. Every season he's been in the league sands last year, whenever he actually had a, a real injury. Now he plays beat up and he's played nicked up and all that, but he doesn't miss a whole lot of games. He's played in at least 14 games in every season, except for last year. He's averaged 232 passing yards per game for his career. If you average, if you just think that he does what he's done his whole career there in New England, 232 and, and he plays 14 games. So let's give him two missed games even. It still comes out to 3,248 yards. He would crush that over of the 2,950 over at DraftKings um, and would be kind of right there on the number of the under at Foxbet. So if you just take his career average, Brett, and then only give him 14 games. So let's let's, let's say he misses two games by nagging injury. He still is over that 2,950 total over at DraftKings. And I kind of go back to what we're saying here. If we think this team's going to be worse than they have been in years past, then that would actually lean to him probably putting the ball in the air a little bit more than his career average as well. Now, while I'm down on the team as a whole, the 2950 number at DraftKings for me, for Cam, I don't like betting overs really ever in the futures market, but if I were going to have a bet in my account, I would probably actually lean to the over of that number. I'm with you. Look, not, not all these things are correlated. Just because the team, uh, just because the guy's hitting his over on his totals doesn't mean the team's going to be winning games. I, I'm with you. I think if they do struggle, they're going to be throwing the football more. And plus, Cam isn't going to be, he's not as mobile as he was two years ago. He, they're going to have to throw the ball more. So I could, yeah, I, I think I do like the overs here as well. Uh, and I think that that $300 or 300 yard middle between the two sites there is pretty interesting too, because I could totally see him landing like right above 3,000 yards this year. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it is a very interesting middle opportunity out there for the people that live in the markets that have, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel and Foxbet and stuff like that. So this is the reason we kind of do these podcasts to make sure that you're taking advantage of any of these opportunities that you can find out there. The other way you can bet Cam Newton, if you wanted to come back player of the year is over at DraftKings. Uh, ben Roethlisberger and Alex Smith have the lowest odds there at three to one, but Newton coming in at four to one. So it does make a lot of sense to have them on there. Uh, that being said, Brad, I think you and I both have, have kind of made our position known as well that we really like the potential of this Lions team. And so oh, yeah. Matt Stafford sitting there at eight to one for this comeback player of the year. So for me, I, I would probably either put a, a Stafford ticket in my account or a pass, but did at least want to point out that if you wanted Cam, you can get him at four to one for comeback player of the year. I don't think Alex Smith is really even going to be in the question. So I think it would kind of be him battling a Roethlisberger and a Stafford for that one. Yeah, as much as they want to give it to Alex Smith, I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I'm not getting behind Cam here. There are a couple of guys I like in, for this. I, I kind of like Baker Mayfield, too. We'll talk about the Browns later uh, later this month, but um yeah, I uh, I'm with you on this one. I can't I can't bet Cam. Uh, for oh, yeah, tough for me to tough for me to fire on that one. Um, if you did, as as uh, as Brett mentioned, if you did want to bet Coach of the Year, you can get Belichick at twelve to one. Now he is a favorite right there with Bruce Arians, but I think this is kind of baked in, Brett, where they're saying if yeah. he does it with this team then he's going to get the damn award. Like, I mean, like this number is like screaming that, hey, this guy does not have a very talented roster. So if he can actually do it with this roster, 12 to one on Bill Belichick to win coach of the year. Yeah, it's one of those weird situations where like, I don't like the Patriots, but I think this is a pretty good number because yeah, if they do, if they do overperform, he has to win the award. They have to give it to him. Like, there's no question. Unless the guy like, unless like the Dolphins somehow win like nine games and then you got to give it to Brian right. Forrest. But yeah, this is the year. This is the year they have to give it to Belichick. We say, I say every year, like, he's the best coach in the NFL. Like, just give him the award. They haven't given, the, given him the award in the past 10 years. This is the year he would have to, have to win it. So, yeah, if they, if they do make the playoffs. And I should I actually point out, uh, he is, he's 14 to 1 at FanDuel. So, you would want to head to, yeah, you'd want to head to FanDuel to grab him at 14 to 1 there. Um, let's take a look here then at the Buffalo Bills to close things out. Your. Buffalo Bills, this is the team that is the trendy pick here to win this division. This is the team that a lot of people are expecting to take a big step forward. And I think that we're seeing that kind of reflected here in some of these odds. I mean, you probably haven't seen the Bills as low as 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl in all of your in, in a long, long time, in at least probably 15 years. You hadn't seen that. Um, 25 to 1 over DraftKings, you can get the Bills at 28 to 1 at FanDuel and Foxbet if you want to take them to win the Super Bowl. Brett, I know that you are excited for what this season could possibly bring. 10 and 6 last year after bouncing back from 6 and 10 in 2018. That being said, I don't think we think that this team in this iteration in the year of our Lord 2020 is it has what it takes to go all the way though. No, 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 no. No. They're good. Yeah. I think they're a playoff team. And like I said before, like I just, you know, the schedule was so easy last year. They just kind of walked to the playoffs without any, any teams really battling them. Um, this year, it, it starts off really nice again with the Jets and the Dolphins. And I think they could build some momentum there early on. Rams, Raiders, Titans, then they get the Chiefs in week six. Um, 
which is actually a Thursday night football game, which I kind of love because we know the variance that's built into those Thursday night yeah. football games. But yeah, I think this is a team that will win the division, which is it's so, again, so crazy to say. Just because the Patriots, I don't believe in this team. So this is just a case of they're the, they're the best above average team in this division, I think. They have a schedule coming in. Uh, Warren Sharps it comes in at 18th. And so whenever you take a look at that, I mean, it's it's a little bit tougher than league average, but not much. So, you know, it's not like the schedule's really working against them this year all that bad, as you mentioned. I mean, we're looking at, let's just say that they go into this season and win the games that they are currently favored in winning, Brett. I mean, you are looking at right now, I mean, they are actually favored in all four of uh, of the opening games are actually favored against the Rams in, yeah. in that game. And so if if they win the games again that they're supposed to win, you could be looking at a, at a 4-0 team as they head into that game against the Titans, which, look, I am of, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to all these divisions. I'm of the mindset the Titans kind of overperformed last year, overachieved. I don't, I'm not really incredibly uh, jumping back on that bandwagon again this year. So, Four and oh, four and one, maybe heading into that uh, heading into that Chiefs game. Like you said, I mean, this could be really interesting, which puts us at this win total, which is at eight and a half at all three of the books. Now, people are hammering the over, as you would mention. Like we said, this team is the hot team, the the team that people are expecting to come out of this division. So what we're looking at, eight and a half at DraftKings Fox Bet and FanDuel, minus 143 is going to be your best over at DraftKings. It's 150, 160 at Fox Bet and FanDuel, uh, respectively. So don't head there. If you do want the under, you would head over to FanDuel at plus 125 on the under over there. But, Brett, people have gotten to this number, and now you're going to be laying 143 if you want the over eight and a half. Yeah, I think you missed your window to bet the Bills, honestly. I think, it, the, the, I think it's passed. And that's why one reason why I got in early. I, like, I wanted to bet the Bills to win the division this year. So I made sure to get it at a price that I felt comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with, with where it is right now. Um, but yeah, I do like them this year, man. You know, the, 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 the one thing we have to weigh each week with the Patriots is the advantage that Belichick has over his counterpart across the field. Like it's worth points to a betting line most weeks, but I'm not as worried about that with the Bills. Like this is a coach in Sean McDermott that I've criticized over the years for his rash and unpredictable decision making. But I will give him credit for his willingness and eagerness to make adjustments. Like so many young coaches are hesitant to do what he has done because of the turnover in the NFL. Like if you fail early on and specific things stand out during your tenure, you're unemployed. Like you're going to get fired. But McDermott has gone out and changed the way they play football week to week. Uh, he's been more accepting of changing uh, like the offense around Josh Allen. And that's, that's why, that's why I like them this year. I think if they can harness Allen and make him more efficient, take away, you know, the, the, the improv improvisation that he gets himself into trouble with. And, you know, the, the turnovers and the errant throws, get those out of his regular, you know, what he's doing on the field week to week. And I think they could have a pretty good offense. And I think they keep getting better and better in that. And we're going to see Josh Allen improve into an actual, like efficient quarterback. I think the coaching staff is going to give Josh Allen a chance to be really good this year. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing with the bills for me in 2020. Uh, Brett, it's really interesting as we started off this podcast here and the way that the sport, that sports move as we're taping 
Brett Brown got fired. So, uh, so if, if we, so if we were wondering, <laughs> if we were wondering if we were uh, forecasting that correctly, we, we were, he, he got fired. They did not waste any time to go ahead and uh, get him out of there. Um, so let's look at Josh Allen. So Josh Allen's passing totals. We have 3,300 and a half at DraftKings and 3,200 and a half at FoxBet. So of course, if you want the over, you're going to go bet that at FoxBet. If you want the under, you're going to do that at DraftKings. He started all 16 games last year and threw for 3,089 yards. They are obviously building in a bump here for uh, Josh Allen. Of course, he has a new weapon in Stephon Diggs that is in town as well. They traded for him. So you have uh, another little another little gadget player in Zach Moss coming out of the backfield there. They spent a fourth round pick on a receiver as well in Gabriel Davis. So this is uh, this is a team that looks like it could take a step forward on offense. We think that Josh Allen could be a little bit more accurate with his passes here. So, Brett, when you take a look at these numbers, a guy that went for basically thirty one hundred yards last year and the number at Fox bets only thirty two hundred. Um, do you think he takes a big enough step to where even if he only played, let's say he had to miss a game for an ankle or say he had to miss a game for a finger that was that, that got knocked out of socket or something like what are what do you feel about a 3200 or a 3300 number? I like his overs this year. I think that the narrative is that Josh Allen is bad. You know, that is that is what that is what has been said about this kid for the past two years and you you look at his tape and yeah, he does a lot of stupid things. He makes a lot of bad throws. I think they were near the bottom of the league last year in throws, like efficiency on throws above 15 yards. He has to get better with that. But like I said, I think the coaching staff is is good enough to where they will find ways to make him a better quarterback, whether it's changing the way, you know, they're uh, how often they're running out of 11 personnel and, and they have that kind of stuff. And Diggs is going to make a difference too. I mean, and, you know, having Cole Beasley as a safety blanket, I love... I love what they've done with this offense. They're, they gave him two burners in John and in, uh, in Diggs and, and John Brown to work with. So I like the overs here. I think they're going to be able to throw the football way more efficiently than last year. And this offense will be better. Yeah. I think the one I like better here is his actual touchdown passes. So at DraftKings, they have him set at 21 and a half. He threw 20 last year in a season that again, we assume that he is going to be more efficient. He has more weapons. You would think that he would have a little bit of an improvement from last year. And again, we are also talking about playing two games against the Patriots with a much weakened defense than they had last year as well. Um, 20 touchdown passes for him last year, Brett, and 21 and a half, the number there at DraftKings. I actually think I like that over more than I even like the yardage over. Yeah, I like it too. I, I, just, I just think this offense is going to be way more efficient. They also, they ran the ball a lot last year. I think they're going to throw the ball more this year. Unleash him. They spent all this capital on digs. I mean, throw the football. Yes, I think they now, will. Now, uh, Stephon Diggs certainly should be a big part of the uh, of the offense there. They basically put his number right at 1,000 yards. So 950 and a half is the receiving total number there. For Stephon Diggs over at DraftKings, Brett, I guess really the question comes down to, we know he will be a part of this offense. How big of a part will Stephon Diggs be? I mean, it's 970, uh, 974 over at FoxBet. It's only a 25-yard difference between DraftKings and FoxBet. When you look at what Stephon Diggs has been you know, at these, at these other, uh, whenever he was in Minnesota, 
you take a look there at his yardage totals there and you're talking about, you know, I mean, this is a, a thousand yard receiver, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 1,021 in 2018, 1,100 in 2019. Neither one of those years he played all 16 games. He had 849 in 2017 where he only played where he only played in 14 games. And then in 2016, he had 903 where he only played in 13 games. So, you know, this is a this is definitely a thousand yard receiver if he can stay on the field. Uh, do we do we think he plays as big a role here? Because as we mentioned, I mean, look, they do have John Brown. They did invest in a couple of draft picks and wide receivers as well. And there's always the chance Stephon Diggs goes all Stephon Diggs on 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 the, on your team. I hope he does not for your locker room's sake. I believe in, I believe culture is a thing in that Buffalo locker room. I think that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful. And I think I think we, what we've seen from Diggs so far is that he's bought in. I think he's already got a rapport with Josh Allen. I if you saw my exposure to Stephon Diggs in best ball fantasy leagues, <laughs> you would know that I am on Stephon Diggs overs this year. I think. Again, you know, the the stink around Josh Allen hurts his perception. And that makes him a good buy right now, I think. I think this is a great time to buy Stefan Diggs overs. Yeah, I think that uh, I think there's a pretty decent chance that that he were able to get there. Because, I mean, like we mentioned, this is a guy that's never played 16 games in in a season. And so he is still gotten there, still gotten to that number twice even without playing 16 games. And he was right there on the number with, you know, a, an 11, you know, a 13 game where he only started 11 of the games, another 14 game season in there as well. So uh, dig certainly could benefit here from being the true number one alpha guy. He was sharing that with, with uh, Adam Thielen there for the last few years. And maybe that just ended up boiling over when it came down to it. And is how we, Let's just put it that way. I don't think there's there's no question he is the number one in Buffalo. There's no no question at all. Right. So that's it. Definitely should be uh, definitely should work in his favor. And as we said, that schedule right about league average. So it's not Mm -hmm. like it's an incredibly difficult schedule for them either. So Bills, as you can tell, we're pretty high on this Bills team, and definitely like what we see going on with the Bills team, guys. This AFC East. Preview. Of course, we have breakdowns of the individual teams up on the lines as well. So be sure and head over there. We'll embed this podcast in an article as well. So you can catch it in one of those. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, full pod. We'll talk talk everything about the sports world. And then we'll do another division breakdown from top to bottom at the lines US, at PlayPix US. And of course, go ahead, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you're listening to us and give us that uh, subscribe, the rate and the review. Five stars. Let everybody know that we're doing our job over here, helping you find the best lines, helping you find the, a way to pay the least amount of juice, all of that, because uh, that's what this is all about. If you're going to do this and try to make money doing it, we want to point you in the right direction. We're not here to sell picks, Brett. We're not here to tell you who to bet or anything like that. But if we can point you in the right direction for a bet that you already want to make, then we're helping, we're, we're helping you be a better sports better along the way because finding the best odds, finding the best places to get these, the least amount of juice you can pay, uh, maybe a bet exists out there that you didn't know exist and we're hitting on it and stuff like that uh, is, is ways that you can really go about refining how you, how you, how you bet the NFL this season. Is there a more important thing than shopping for lines in the NFL? What's more important? Definitely not. You got to get the definitely not from a futures aspect, right? I mean, like Correct, we've yeah. seen just these we've seen just these massive differences in in these futures lines between these various books out there. So, I mean, especially if you're betting this time of year, it is so 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 incredibly huge. 
at the very least, we will help you lose your money the slowest way possible. <laughs> that way, if you run really bad this yeah. year, we're going to, yeah, you, if we keep, we keep sending you the right prices or the best prices, you will lose your money the slowest possible way. And that's what, and, and you know, hey. It, it happens. It happens. Sometimes, sometimes seasons run bad, but uh, we're hoping not this year. We're yes. feeling pretty good about everything and uh, we'll have a special announcement here in the next couple of weeks as well. I'm really excited about our NFL pods coming up, uh, who we're adding as the third chair. Going to be really, really fun with that. And of course, we'll be back in the contests here in Vegas as well. And we'll uh, let you know, hopefully we'll do a little bit better than we did last year in some of these contests. Looking to have some overlay out there as well. So uh, we're going to try to take advantage of the free money. This would be the year to do it. That's in these pots as well. So yeah, this would be the year to run hot, no doubt about it. Uh, For Brett, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.